Raps on TV. We're live for another edition in London. We're here with the panel. Gary, you want to say hello? Yeah, hello to everybody. Glad you're here. Glad you're here. It's an exciting weekend coming up. Um, one of the year's most exciting fights um, coming up with France and Santa Cruz. We're going to be talking about that. Good, good, good. Uh, so we've got some guests in the studio with us today. Uh, so we've got esteemed boxers, uh, guys that are making their way th- into the scene, uh, good prospects. Um, I'm going to go to the first one on my right, Isaac Chamberlain. Do you want to say a quick hello? Uh, hello, everyone. You know, great to be here. Thank listening, you. Listening, you know. Thanks for joining us. And we have in the middle, Combination, who is the manager. Do you want to just say hello? And Yeah, good morning, everyone. Evening, sorry, I should say. Good. And then we have Chris Congo. Yes. Hi. What's happening, people, to the listeners? Chris Tuesday Congo. Perfect. We're live. Perfect. So, listeners, um, the agenda today is going to, we're going <coughs> to discuss with our guests um, what plans they've got coming for the future, some of their upcoming bouts. Um, we're also going to be taking a look at a couple of the big fights this weekend, namely Frampton versus Santa Cruz and also uh, Latikanin, hope I get that pronunciation right, versus Marky Garcia. Um, but we're going to go straight to the guests and start interviewing them and finding out a bit more about them. So I'm going to go with Isaac. Isaac, do you want to just tell us a bit about you, your division, where you're training and how you got into the sport of boxing? Uh, yeah, um, I started boxing when I was about 11 and a half, 12 years old. My mum brought me to the gym because... Where I was growing up, there was a lot of gang culture and gang crime. And uh, my cousin, who passed away, just passing his GCSEs, he got stabbed in his heart. And my mum didn't want me to go down that route. So she brought me to the gym. You know, I was mischievous. I was a little... I broke mirrors. I was, like... You know, I was in the gym, um, like, just messing about Mm. all the time. But the thing that I... You know, I was really committed. You know, I saw a lot of people that were way better than me, you know... Mm. Um, come through but they they just stopped after mm-hmm. a while and I kept coming to the gym because there's these trainers trainers even though you're rubbish they'll always say you can be a world champion mm-hmm. and I never heard those type of words you know I never heard that from teachers in school from my parents nothing so I was like wow do you know what this is amazing like they actually think I can be something mm-hmm. and, and words of encouragement can go such a long way and that's why I kept coming back thinking that, you know, I can be something and carry on and be better and better. And now we have you, and you're fighting in the cruiserweight division? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How's, uh, and uh, that in terms of that weight, that weight size, in terms of the weight, how do you find that that division? Yeah, I think it's a very good division to be in. It's, it's, it's shaping up very nicely, you know. Um, I'm just, I'm mostly focused on the person I see in the mirror every day, how to bet on myself mm-hmm. instead of looking at the opponents. I'm yeah. thinking... I think to myself, if I am on point and on form and I work on my craft every day, I don't think there's someone out there that can beat me. Yeah. So that's, that's the type of confidence, sharpness that I have to have day in and day out. Well, of, of coming off that, you, um, you fought Camacho in a great contest, uh, Wadi Camacho in a great contest. 
Um, going into the fight and you being a pro for so long and me knowing about you for so many years and um, I must say as well, I was... Um, the stories that I'd heard is that you're just not being as active in the amateurs as you should have been. And uh, a lot of people have said, well, gosh, what's he going to do in the pros? He's not being as active as he should have been in the amateurs. He's not realised his potential in the amateurs. There's a lot of people that thought you should have been a national champion twice over. Um, your talent level was that high. So did you feel that your back was against the wall going into the pros? Did you feel that you were um, properly assisted going straight into the pros? And did you feel it was make or break going into the Camacho fight? Um, I don't know. As a pro, I, I, it was always hard. I came into, I came, had my debut against Moses Motovu. Mm. He was a really like experienced, you know, experienced professional. Yeah. Then I fought Martin Granger, fourteen wins, seven losses, former international masters champion. Yeah, really impressive. Then, then, then Russell Henshaw, seven wins, no losses, mm. four knockouts. You know, undefeated. Then, then Camacho again. I mean, yeah. then Camacho. I mean, you know, these are the type of tests that I need. There's no mm-hmm. point, you know, having no step-ups fighting journeyman, fighting so journeyman. So in that, in that case, it, it looks to me like um, you made up for not not being as active in the amateurs as you. I mean, you've, you've packed <clears throat> it in. Yeah. You've packed in a good a, a volume of somebody fighting that amount of fights in this in this short career of yours, in your mm-hmm. relatively short career. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Really, really good. Good. And then in the studio also we've got Chris Two Slick Congo. So Chris, tell us about the name and how you got into boxing. Um, I first got into boxing around eight years old. Um, my two brothers started Elvis and Obed. Did that basically paved the way for me. So, like, I was always around the gym, but I wasn't like proper focused on boxing. So let's say at a younger age, I was always going to the gym mm-hmm. because it was something like just to keep me active I was always active I was. I started off at Fisher so they had a youth club downstairs so the majority of the time I was there mm-hmm. but then I just started uh, lingering around um, the boxers and Matthew Furwell my brother um, and other, other top fighters at Fisher mm-hmm. and then from then I just joined in and then two, three years down the line I, I had my first amateur fight so yeah I started off at Fisher um, built my way up won my first national title at around 14 years old and then just kept building and then um, at 16 had my first GB trial didn't get in mm-hmm. never put me down just kept on going won another national title then uh, got to the senior ABA finals four years later and then I managed to get in so my experience in the amateurs was very good. I had about 90 fights as well. So, wow. yeah, yeah, same yeah, as yeah. me. I had um, 90 fights as 90 well. Fights, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or 80 now. So what was your experience with, like, with the Team GB? How did you find the setup? Did you, was it beneficial? Um, I, I tend to have certain arguments for and against it. I tend to find, I tend to think that a lot of fighters, they come out of themselves once they're Team GB. I've, I look at them once they're with Team GB, and don't get me wrong, their success rate is quite high, but I look at certain fighters like Sam McNess is a perfect example. When I watched mm-hmm. Sam in Team GB, he just looked ordinary. Mm-hmm. He never looked yeah. special in the ABAs. I never thought, then I've seen him as a pro and I'm thinking, this is some kid that could go somewhere now, you know? Yeah. And I think that's going to be the same with you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think with Team GB, the setup. It's brilliant because you got everything there. Mm-hmm. Um, you're training the majority of the time. You got the nutritionist. Everything mm-hmm. that will help you that you don't like. 
that you don't get in your mm-hmm. amateur stages like with, with your clubs, I, with, yeah. with your clubs. Mm-hmm. with your clubs you don't get a nutritionist you don't yeah. get a strength and conditioning coach mm-hmm. you don't get a guy monitoring you don't get coaches like monitoring your weight 24 7 mm-hmm. so as soon as we get on camp we check our weight and then from then we just work on it and uh, it's just literally 24-7 boxing. Mm. But I feel Tell like... Tell me about it style-wise. What, did you think it benefited you style-wise? Style-wise, definitely, because um, I, was more of a, I was more of a boxer, but they, they showed me the ways how to fight as well. Mm. Because internationally, you get... I've, internationally, I've fought every sort of style that is out there. Yeah. I've fought the strongest of guys. I've fought the, the slickest of guys. I've fought mm. even... Even some guys, they were like, they were very awkward. Mm. I thought, I thought the most awkward. So, it it was good to get that sort of mix, and especially with the top guys, it was yeah. it was it was wonderful. I, I think that's very important because I, I spoke to um, Joshua Boatsi really, and he said the same thing. And I've always said this that I believe that once the the one number one thing that I like about Team GB is that you're effectively a pro. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. effectively a pro, and so you are fighting. By the time you go pro in your first, with the exception of what he's done at Cruiserweight, Isaac's done at Cruiserweight, your first normally five to seven opponents are nowhere near what you box at international standard. Definitely. You are boxing pros who are in the amateurs. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And the level of their ability was higher than the five to seven that you fight. Yeah, I even think some amateurs, like in the top level, Mm -hmm. could actually turn pro and beat some world champions just sure. that real really yeah. world champions we beat I some world far. champions but let's look at Lomachenko though yeah but he was four, yeah yeah he, but he, was, he was yeah yeah when you said that's about some amateurs I'm level. thinking of like think about the Cubans they, yeah. they thrashed us yeah. in Jeep they that's thrashed the British Lions twice but then again you're talking about Cubans and Lomachenkos of this world that are near enough 400 bouts because the experience is key for that as well the experience is key and they are special don't get me wrong I mean you're right I think the kid who won the 2012 flyweight Cuban Perez Mm-hmm. He'd beat he'd beat most of us out there now yeah, if he went pro. Yeah, I wish he would. I wish he would. Um, what's it when you leave your country? <laughs> your word emigrate. Emigrate? No, nah, not emigrate. If you leave Cuba, yeah. Oh, defect. 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 That's yeah. oh my god! It's been a long day. <laughs> yeah. So I wish he would because that would be a special talent. Mm-hmm. That would be. 100%. So let's not forget the boss. Let's exactly. forget the man. That, let's not forget the man that's running their careers. No, and brought them in. So yeah, they run their own in. career. We just guide them. Good. Good. So. What is your guidance? I mean, um, tell me about your experience. Tell us about your experience going in and now working. My experience is I've done a lot in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. in terms of the partying, artists, etc. Yeah, like a Suge Knight, are you? <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, um, I was boxing as well at Fisher. Okay. And I've watched Chris grow up from a yeah. young age, very young age, yeah, boxing. Yeah. I was quite close friends with his older brother, Obed. Mm-hmm. Obed was a really good talent. Yeah. and Unrealised um, talent. I'll, t- I'll keep it real. No, nah, definitely. He should so have gone a lot further. The way I see it is, me personally, boxing was a very hard sport and mm. I saw that. And these guys, they put in a lot of work, a lot of graft. Mm. And me personally, I think some of them deserve a lot more out of more than what they get. That's the truth. Someone like Chris, for example, next to me, um, box for GB, mm-hmm. but right now he's he's unsigned. He's yeah. not with a promoter at this pro- present moment. 
okay. someone like Isaac. Isaac, he's with Matrim. Yeah. I looked at Isaac, I think Isaac's a great cruiserweight. Mm. He's very slick, fast, mm. etc. So he caught my attention in mm-hmm. that way. But then again, again, I don't feel he gets the full attention that he should get. Mm. Um, so other things that we help them in is becoming the people's champ. Yeah. So we believe charity begins at home, basically. Yeah. So... So you're doing, you're doing things in the community yeah, with Yeah, we do the community and all yeah. the road work, basically. Mm. The things that the things that matter, we feel that matter. Yeah. So, I don't know, Isaac Brixton, I believe he should have the whole of Brixton on his mm. back. Yeah. And talk to us about that, Isaac, as well, in terms of coming from Brixton. And now, obviously, you're, you're part of the Matchroom Stable when there's op- opportunities out there. How does that feel in terms of you know, carrying the flag for your local area, but also making that transition. You touched on earlier about growing up in a, in, not in, a, in a bad area. So how does that make you feel and how you're handling that? Yeah, it makes me feel good, you know. It makes me feel good that, you know, um, a lot of people from Brixton are supporting me and I still, like, drop by the local youth clubs and mm. I do my... I try my best, you know, to, to keep humble and keep around the people in the community mm. as well. You know, I go to children's hospitals and stuff like that. You know, to just to just see, you know, how blessed we are. Yeah. You know, to see how you know what we take for granted. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, just to show my face to a lot of boxing fans over there, you know, and take pictures and stuff, just to show my support. It's like they're not fighting mm. their battles alone. Yeah. You know mm. what I mean? So I'm I'm trying to do my best with with what I have at the present moment. Mm. You and know? you're on the. Um, <clears throat> The Hey Baloo show, um, I fight very close to my heart because obviously, you know, I know David, I've known David yeah. many years. Um, how does it feel being on such a big show? Um, it feels good, you know. I think yeah. me- mentally you're supposed to prepare for these type of things, mm-hmm. you know, because I made my debut at the O2. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, mentally you, you prepare for these type of things. Mm-hmm. So if, if you have the, okay, like you imagine it in your head, mental repetition so many times yeah. when it actually happens it's like you've been there before exactly and you yeah. have been because you've made your debut there so it's not like it's unfamiliar to you yeah you definitely know? I and mean then, like, do you know who you're fighting um, I don't know yet it's for an international title okay like WBC international WBO international okay. something like that man. yeah so so that gives you like a top 20 rating doesn't it yeah yeah so yeah. Um, they're moving me quick. They really think yeah. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a talent. Like, yeah. And the shoulder is fully recovered. Yeah, yeah. I'm still. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of physio work on it. Well, um, it would be. You're on the show, so. <laughs> a stupid question. Though. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm working. I'm working hard with the shoulder, and mm-hmm. I'm sparring a lot. You know, every, okay. I'm, I'm getting the confidence back because before yeah. I was scared to throw. Yeah, you must it. be. Yeah, yeah. So now you know everything's going great. The camp is going great, and um. I'm I'm dedicating myself a lot more, watching tapes of of, of old school fighters, yeah. trying to better my craft all the time. That's so good to hear because um, we're living in an era as we always talk about where kids just don't watch tape. There's I used not, to have fighters. I'm not going to mention their names, and I used to say to them, right, go home tonight. I want you to watch Roberta Duran versus Ray Leonard. I want you to watch just how re- how relaxed Duran is when Leonard is setting about him with combinations. Mm-hmm. You watch the fight. Yeah, watch it. I said, uh, how many rounds you watch? Ah, uh, watch about four rounds. No, oh, come like, on, man. come on, really? You're like, yeah. it's one of history's greatest ever fights, and mm. you could only give it four rounds. You and, know? and the thing is, as well, in mm. boxing, 
right now there's not enough teachers. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. just coaches, mm-hmm. pad work. That's my third week. As my late, you've been listening to the podcast. As my late, you've been listening to my podcast. I know you. My late father would say, "Adapt me," I say. That which means for all you people that aren't Jamaican, yeah, it means I fully agree. This is what I've been saying all along. There are you are. This is what Bernard Hopkins says. There are no teachers. No one to do. Everyone teachers. does flashy pads. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. No one but wants fundamentals. To. You know, fundamentals right. is key. Mm. And if your kid's getting bored with fundamentals, then he ain't yeah. the kid that's gonna go anywhere. Yeah? That's why you the gotta funda- teach yourself. Yeah, you gotta yeah. teach yourself. Well, you got, yeah, you know, you got you. Got, well, I used. It's funny you say that. I used to watch tape. But I never knew how to watch tape until I got with Adrian Dodson's Carly, mm. Car- Car- Adrian Dodson's um, foster father, Carly Carew. It's only when Carly, and when I started sitting down with Carly, that he used to train when I was about thirteen. Yeah, 14. Carly was the you know he was a superb coach, arguably the best I've ever worked with. Arguably, I don't think he gets enough accolades, but he showed me how to watch tape. Yeah, you know? so he Chris. showed me how to watch tape. Obviously, we just spoke about Hey Belly with Isaac, which is a big fight. And you're obviously now on the undercard for Eubank Jr. versus Quinlan. Yep. Back into the homes of ITV, pay-per-view. Yep. How are you feeling about that? Well, I, I'm, I'm feeling... I'm just well up for it now. I'm well up for it. Um, I'm boxed in, like, a, a big venue for a while. Mm. So there might be a little bit of nerves, but, listen, I was born for this. Mm-hmm. I, You've got I'll a big box. following anyway. I saw one of your last fights at the York Hall. You had yeah, a big crowd yeah, down yeah. there supporting you. So. Yeah, yeah. And they've, and they've stepped fast. you up quickly as well, which mm-hmm. is good to see yeah. because, as we were saying earlier, because of your talent level, because you were mm-hmm. so good in the amateurs, you know, Team GB, you're constantly getting picked for Team, team GB. Mm-hmm. Um, how does it feel? What, what do you feel about fans that are criticising ITV for having a pay-per-view with... Roland Quinlan as a Eubank Junior opponent and his IBO, IBO belt. What do you say to those fans who make, to make them feel like the show is worth paying for? For me, for me, it's just to they, because they're just going on what they see at the top of the bill. Mm. They don't. They, some of them don't know us on the mm. undercards. So, but that's good. That's going to always be the case. If I put it to you, that would, mm-hmm. that would always be the case, really, isn't it? Your headline 100%. bout. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we we guys know we're in the, we're in the industry. We know how mm-hmm. you're up and coming. I, mm-hmm. I must say, I was very impressed with the William Warburton mm-hmm. win because yeah. not only was with the win, but in the manner of the win. Because not many people they kind of dominate him, yeah. but they yeah. don't look as classy as you did. Okay. You know, and um, that's one thing I've always liked about you, mm-hmm. um, that you've always looked classy doing that. And that was a classy yeah. display because you just totally took the play away from him. You beat him inside and out. He tried many ways to beat you, 100%. smother you, stop mm-hmm. you doing your work and you still look good. So um, yeah. obviously, you know, with with a big pay-per-view show, you're going to shine. That's what 100%. we're hoping, huh? hundred percent. That's that's what I'm here to mm. do, man. That's, that's my job. Mm. So... I just want to get in there now, get as much rest as we as as I can now. So it's really and truly when we're training, we train mm-hmm. hard. We like mm-hmm. listen. I think this way. this camp has been so hard. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Every day I've just been going home <laughs> yeah. and tired. I I can't is it because of the nothing. pressure? Is it because of the pressure of of it being on a pay per view, or is no, this is this the, now the mindset the for training. professional? It's yeah. the training. Yeah. It's the training. Yeah. The technical side. The conditioning. The yeah. conditioning side is a hundred percent. Right. Let me tell you something. Let me ask before. you something. So at the end of the night, when you guys are both done your hard work, what do you go home and do? Go home. Either we watch. Uh, me personally, either I watch boxing. I yeah. have to watch something. Yeah. Or, or I'm sleep. Just sleep. Literally. And that's what you're supposed to do. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. because in the old, if you read all the old books in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, all the top fighters went away to camp. Yeah, and this is what I'm saying to you as young guys. You're living the life already. You're living the life that you should live. But it's hard because you're still living amongst your friends, amongst your yes. girlfriend, and yes. they've got to be understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got to be understanding that. That mentality you got to have is a Spartan mentality because this career is a one-time thing. And this is what yeah. Combination is here to help guide yeah. them and make this sure what, that they're keeping them on Hopefully this is what I'm hearing. I hope, I hope that's what they're hearing every day. This is a one-time bot. I was quite fortunate. I, I boxed from 88 to 96, had a four-and-a-half-year retirement. don't know if it was fortunate, really, because I come <laughs> back at 31. I come back at 31. I knew a bit more, but I wish I'd concentrated and lived the life of a fighter because I was a bit of a gallus, you know what I mean? I like to run around a bit. I trained hard, but I lived hard, and you can't do the both. Yeah. So on that, as well, be good to know how, in terms of the attention, <clears throat> attention you guys are now getting, you're, you've been on fighting on TV, you've got a lot of support, Chris. How are you dealing with the attention from yeah. the public? Yeah, uh, yeah um, it's it's all good, you know, it's all good. Uh, there's a lot of attention with with the fights, especially over, after my last performance, everyone was like, wow, do you know what, this guy is really good, mm. you know. And uh, you have to use that as motivation. You have to use everything, Ooh, the bad things, the good things, all of them. You have to all transfer it into positive energy yeah. and, and motivation to, to make you train harder, you know. It might, like, I, I think to it, I think as it of it, like, imagine, you know, when I win the world title, how it's going to be, yeah. you know. Imagine... When when I keep winning and 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 I solidify my legacy, yeah. you know, in the sport as 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 a great fighter, you know, that's 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 what you got to work on Speaking every day to achieve it. You know, we had Spencer Fear on here a few yeah. weeks back, and that's the mindset he Speaking has. You know, speak it yeah. to achieve it. If you've got a dream, you've got to say you it out loud, and you've got to go for it and give it all your all. But Definitely. I can't stop smiling at you because I remember going down to me girls three or four years ago watching this kid <clears throat> flitting from coach to coach. All the coaches trying to grab his attention just to get him to concentrate. Yeah. And he couldn't do it. He's like a, he's like a, he always had the big body, but he's like a little kid in a big body. And it's so nice to see. And it's amazing and pleasurable to see that you're. Because you know what, I've seen so many kids when I was growing up. When I was fourteen, we had so many talented kids coming through. There were twins from Peckham. The Lynn boys will tell you. Stevie Eyzer will tell you. Mick Carney, with God bless his soul, would have told you. Norman and Ray Collins. They were the best talents ever I've ever seen in South East London. Best, best in London. They were superb, and they never got anywhere. There was, it was a sad and tragic tale to, to what's happened to both of them, and uh, they never <laughs> realised their potential. And to see that guys that were good as juniors, because this is what tends to happen in this country, and especially in London, that kids win junior titles, they keep going, and then all of a sudden, 17, where are they? Where are these kids? What are they doing? You know, the, the street life, the girl <clears throat> life's got them. And it's so, you guys, for me, you're such good role models in the fact that you pushed on and you're pushing on, you know. And I see you fighting for a British title and you, no doubt, will be fighting for a British title. That'd be the least of the, what you fight for, you know. So, Isaac, also, I read that you, you sparred with uh, Joshua and Wilder. Is that true? Yeah. How did that go? And how did um, that come about? It was, it was good. Like, you know... Uh, I know you're not going to ask me who would win and he's better. Uh, ah, to be honest, I, I'm more interested about the size, the, the, the size and the power because... Okay. Yeah, I did, did they, did, that. Listen, no, not being rude or nothing, did they lick you? 
Of course they did. Yeah. <laughs> I was working with them a lot. They, listen, Joshua Joshua hits like there's a sledgehammer. Oh, no, it's ridiculous. And Wilder hits like there's a, it's a sniper rifle. Wow. Yeah. So it's two different type of Just powers. Bold, I can't okay. really explain it. Okay. Yeah. It's different types of so powers. So was concussed the same or different levels of concussion? Or were you in that hospital for the same <laughs> net for time? <laughs> no, no. I... Listen, I, 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 I I took it like a man in yeah. it. <laughs> I took the punches, but I came back, you know, and uh, you know, you know, when you're in, you're in there, and mm. when it gets mm. a bit heated, and mm. you get hit, and it's kind of like, okay, do you know what? It's gonna pass. Mm. The pain's gonna pass. <laughs> Just work on it. Keep composure. You know, um, it was really, it was really a great experience, especially mm-hmm. flying out to Alabama to spar Deontay Wilder. Mm. I remember in the hotel room, everyone. Um, me and my uncle we was in the hotel room with all the other sparring partners and then his manager JD was like okay um, we're going to start sparring tomorrow Deontay's going to like he really wants this title because he was going to before he fought Bermay Steven okay, mm-hmm. yeah. and he was like okay he's not going to go hard you guys are get you're here you got accommodation we're paying you as well so he's going to go hard mm. you know he is going to uh, go hard right yeah wow like so every time I was going it was like a fight yeah. I was pre- mentally preparing myself. I had my That's headphones right. in, mm-hmm. listened to Rick Ross mm-hmm. on the way there. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready. Yeah. And then obviously I was warming up and everything. And what Deontay does, it, it, it's kind of good to see the mind of a champion, mm-hmm. a guy that is not going to lose. He would stay, he would be on the bench, wrapping his hands, and then he would just stay there, just just stay there, meditating, meditating, mm-hmm. meditating. Then he'll get up, get ready. Mm. you know like putting his mind into that focus mm. and then when we started sparring obviously I was in first I was thinking why 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 would yeah. you put me first <laughs> but we put me first it was it was good you know he tried to overpower me with his size mm-hmm. but you know I kept composure and uh, then I started realising I started hitting him a lot mm. okay. he's easy to catch isn't he I start, yeah. well it's because I was I was really fast and, mm. and not something he expected even though they brought me in for speed, mm. but they didn't think I was be that fast. Yeah. Mm. So I came in and I started hitting him, especially on the inside with the hooks to the body and the uppercuts. Mm. But I didn't want to do it too much and let in case he came back. Yeah. So I tried to... Because <laughs> he, is, he, he is deceptively clever. Mm. I remember when he came yeah. over to spar with David Hay. Um, you know, I'd all I'd heard about him being a bronze bomber, bronze bomber, whatever. And I, and I did <laughs> underestimate because one day Adam Booth couldn't come to the gym. So... I said to David, um, I gave David some sort of tip. I said, um, when you jab, slip your head out to the right because you don't come back with a right hand quick. <laughs> David <laughs> did. David slipped to the right and got caught with a right hand and looked at me and said, you don't know shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to redress it. And um, yeah, he's a lot cleverer. The first, yeah, the yeah, first yeah, spar, yeah, yeah, yeah. the first spar, he buzzed David. But um, David, like the champion he is, when they sparred two days later, man, turn that shit around. Okay. Turn it around. It was so an amazing you spar. You learnt the most from that experience. Yeah, I learned a lot. Especially how a, a champion's camp is, mm. their mentality, how it is. It's all like a, a family. Mm-hmm. You know, but when it's training time, it's serious. I saw yeah. guys get dropped flat. Yes. And then they're dragging him out. Okay, Isaac, you're yeah, in next. Yeah. Like that. Wow. So imagine witnessing that yeah. guy get laid yeah. out and yeah. then he's yeah. coming. And sometimes De- Deontay will have an angry day and he wants to just yeah. punch up everyone. I had those days with Lloyd Hunnigan. I had those days with <laughs> I Lloyd mean, it, it, was really, it was really exciting. And yeah. he has that type of mindset where he's on point all the mm. time. You know the type of mindset like Floyd Mayover or mm. Usain Bolt? Mm. They're always on point, mm. like no matter what. And Anthony's the same. I'll take Anthony's the same. Yeah, he's yeah, got, yeah. He, he knows how to run a training camp as well, yeah? Yeah, Anthony, mm. yeah, his... his 
his is quite different, but mm-hmm. it's it's the same. It's it's good as well because like mm. with him, like it's his figure that's more po- imposing, yeah, and God. he looks like he's more durable. Yeah, you know, especially yeah. to the body, like it was like hitting the wall when yeah. I was jabbing his body. Oh, well, he was down at our gym the other day because um, he, he's a. I'm at a bit. I'm head coach at BXR, of which he's a club ambassador. So he came down to do a press launch, but he's there two days before doing a shoot. So I thought he was there all day. People bothering him all day. I thought yeah, he ain't gonna train. End of the day, my boy was on his Kaiser machine, just doing his hard resistance work, mm. and I just said. That's why he's a champion. Dedication. That is why focus. he's going to take a lot of beating, mm. you know. Um, for me, him against David is a 50-50 fight. I just yeah. think who hits who on the chin first. Yeah. You know, it really is as close as that. But he's big. He's big. He's big. <laughs> <laughs> he's big. The, tra- the transition from amateurs now into the pros, obviously you had quite a few amateurs. Mm-hmm. You had a bit of experience with Team G. How are you, yeah. how are you finding that? You're two fights in now, is that? Two fights, two in, fights in, two undefeated. Fights in. Mm-hmm. How, 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 how are you finding that? Um, I'm finding it like, it's, it's, I feel like I'm, I, I prefer the pros. Mm. I don't know why. I just feel like I was more suited to the pros. Mm. I liked it. And at first when I did, uh, leave Team GB and turning pro I was out for a year mm-hmm. so I wasn't doing nothing but training I wasn't even working so I wasn't getting no money well mm-hmm. the only money I was getting was sort of like oh I got this for so oh yeah like I was just doing anything just yeah. to get rid of whatever mm-hmm. All right, my friend had a car for so oh yeah just make a few phone calls try get a little two three hundred quid and that would be me for a good mm-hmm. like three four months mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so I wasn't doing nothing. I was literally in the gym every day and I said to myself, the 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 um the license will come. Just keep training, just keep working. Mm-hmm. And then boom, next thing you know, was able to uh um John Wish was able to pay for my medical and then we just went from there and then boom, just took off man. So okay. yeah. Good. It was good, it was good there. So you're literally hungry. <laughs> you're hungry. literally hungry. Hungry, both ways. Best kind of fighter. Best kind of fighter. Yeah. So We've got combination in you in the middle. Uh, you told us that you're managing the two guys. Um, have you got any other boxers in your stable? Are you looking at anybody else at the moment? Um, we've got, well, we're 50-50 on one of them at the moment. Okay. We've got Grandy Twins. Mm-hmm. They're out in Philadelphia in America. In yeah, nice. so we'll be representing them in Europe. Um, we've got a few potentials that we're looking at. It's not going to be so easy <coughs> to get work for American boys that are good though, is it? Um, yes or no basically we've got a plan we've got a plan we've always got a plan up well, like well. if it's you pull this one off see. you're the man oh, if you pull this one off you're the man cause we, we, we always aim mm, to be that's good to be. that's good to hear and you're all out decked out in combo combination gear tell, tell, tell the listeners where they can find that or um, we have combination pro on Instagram Facebook Twitter if you DM one of us will always get back to it um mm-hmm. I'm always on there anyway. It always comes through to me straight away. So, wicked. Yeah, Some wicked. websites on the way as well should be done by the end of February. So, great. Yeah, you can join us on that as well. Nice. So, so we've got a big fight this weekend. Um, we're looking forward to this one in terms of the rematch between Carl Frampton the Jackal and Leo Santa Cruz. We're going to start having a conversation. So, for the listeners that want to start getting their voice mm. across, it's the time to start dialing in. Gary, you watched the first one, obviously. Yeah. I think it's fair to say everybody was very impressed with, with the, the, the fight that went on. Mm. The rematch. I'm going to ask you a direct question. What does Santa Cruz need to do to improve on his first performance and get the decision? 
he can he's got to do something that he can't do. He's got to change styles. Yeah. And even if he did change styles, I'm not sure if he could beat this guy right now. Yeah. He can't. He proved the other fight. He proved the other night when they fought that he couldn't outsmart Carl. Mm. And he was not. He fought. Oh, we throw a thousand punches and they'll win. Mm. No, the thing is that if it, the more they're saying that they get, oh, my dad wasn't in my corner. We're going to come with a different game plan. With all due respect to him, he's a, he's a mm. free weight champion. So he's been doing something right. But now he's at featherweight with mm. a really strong featherweight mm. who's got grade from his his version of Team GB days. He's, mm. you know, Ireland. They, I mean, they go all over the world yeah. as much as team, team GB do. So he's got high grade. He's a very, very tough man. I've taken boys over to spar with him and luckily he didn't knock my boys out. But... At that time, when he was a super bantamweight, he was dropping big lightweights. Mm. I saw it for myself, and they, these world, these lightweights are now world class lightweights. Mm. So he's got the strength. He's got re- more than respective power. His ability is he's one of the best in the country. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the best in the world. Simple yeah. as he's, you know, he's one. He's one Ring Magazine Fighter of the Year, and deservedly so. Yes, and I just don't well. see anything that Santa Cruz brings to the table. That will stop Carl doing well. What Carl's doing because what he more, needs to do. yeah, what what the number one people need to remember is that Carl is a really good counterpuncher. Yeah, he's a really, really good counterpuncher. And as I said, if they're say, if they're relying on him throwing more shots, he's never ever shown us head movement. He mm. punches and he blocks. He punches and he blocks. Mm. He doesn't actually show you any head movement, and he's not very very deceptive. I was just going to say, if I think Frampton saw a lot of those punches yeah, coming, saw in the a lot first of them coming. So he, he didn't set them back. up. With, yeah, he didn't exactly. set them up with feints. Yeah, um, and and that's what you got to do to offset Frampton. You got you know you when. Even with Quig, Quig started when Quig started just before Quig would let his hands go in the later rounds, mm. he'd faint just before he started working, yeah. and um, that sort of threw Carl off a little bit. But um, I just see, I just I see Carl going from strength to strength. I think it would be, um, I think he'll win on points. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's going to be wide. I just think he's going to win Good all these rounds, ten yeah. nine. Yeah, you know, but he might. Well, I mean, he he hurt him in the first fight. Yeah, he you know, and down, what's, really. yeah, what's to say if. Santa Cruz is banking on throwing more shots that he's not going to walk onto a hard count and and, yeah, and Carl stops him midway through the fight or late on. Yeah, so, guys, I'm putting it out to you as well. Give me your opinions on this Frampton Cruz fight. Okay. Chris, you want to go for, first? For me, um, I didn't watch... Uh, for me, I fell asleep half of the way through the fight. I, I, I don't know. Like, just killed him. Just killed him. <laughs> You're, too to to go. You're too close to Gary. You're too close to But for me, yeah. I see it as... Um, just even in boxing in general, mm-hmm. a boxer always beats a fighter that comes forward mm. and has no head movement mm. and just literally taking a shot to throw his shot. Yeah. So for me, I'm going for Frampton mm. to win again. I think he'll outbox him even more this mm. time. I think he will win. He will win convincingly. Like it's gonna be. A, yeah. I think it will be hundred percent. No. Carl Frampton all the, all the rounds yeah because yeah. the last judge yeah. whether there might be corrupt scored it a draw and then mm, obviously the other yeah, judges yeah. had Frampton pretty wide so yeah, yeah. Was, straight all, it'd yeah. be a straight flush I mean um, he can't It's and he also there'll be a lot more Hispanics there so he can't leave this thing close like we said with James the girl the Not other day all, you know yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and Combo what's your thoughts yeah no personally I think Frampton should beat him yep because he's the more slicker mm-hmm. he's the more adaptable fighter mm-hmm. And I think, as Gary said, he is definitely the most stronger. Mm. Like, apart from his height, mm. 
cramps in his he's different classes like yeah. in the band and weight division. Yeah. Like. See what he's done with the height is that he's so good. I always say if you're a good boxer, it's so much easier to jab up than it is to jab down because you always that's another thing with Santa Cruz doesn't mm. offer you different heights yeah. he punches from one height he's mm. almost similar to he's a very very poor man's Alexis Arguello mm. you know, and the fact that Arguello threw classier shots but okay. he always stood tall doing it yeah. although they were bombs and they mm. were just you guys watching any Alexis Arguello Gary's testing we've got a teacher in his <laughs> lecture <laughs> so, he, 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 fails <laughs> <laughs> and Isaac <laughs> What's your thoughts on the fighting? Me, uh, yeah, I think Carl Frampton beats him to be honest. Because yeah. I think Leo Santa Cruz is a bit too one-dimensional. Mm. He does that thing. He just yeah, he yeah, does that, that little waggly, thing with his palm and thing. he waggles his his, his it irritates me. Yeah, mm. I think I think to myself, why do you always do it? Like, people can time that stuff, especially mm. at that level. You yeah, know? yeah. You can, you, things like that. That's the type of thing that a lot of top fighters will watch mm. and then will figure it out okay every time he turns his palm for you know a left hook mm. or something yeah. something I don't know well the thing is as well the classiest fighter he's boxed to date I would say is Abnamaris I would agree and he outlasted Abnamaris he mm. just had all the advantages of him but Abnamaris mm. couldn't stay with him mm. whereas Carl's punch picking is so classy mm. he doesn't have to punch as much as him he just needs to nail him mm. and that's what Timing. he did in the first yeah. fight I thought that first fight was a wonderful fight mm. it was such you know, it deserved to be in Madison Square Garden with the, mm. with the history that you've had in Madison Square right. Garden for so many years, you know, for mm-hmm. decades, you know. And um, I wish they'd done it in Madison Square Garden again because I don't like Vegas too much. Yeah, I'm a Vegas fan. I'm not a Vegas fan. Never happy. I'm a Vegas fan. Sinful. No, yes. <laughs> I hold my hands up on that <laughs> as well. Don't even, don't even get started. So, do you think that Cruz has put himself under unnecessary pressure? So before this, he's had a lot of talk about saying, if I lose this, I'm going to retire. Mm. Do you think that's unnecessary pressure? And I'm going to ask this question as an outsider. Is it a slight disrespect? Because losing to Frampton, mm. to me, is no shame. Sometimes you lose to the best. Mm. And I think Frampton is that good. I think that there's a combination of things. The featherweight division is so talented. Mm. Yeah. Um, so he just thinks, well, there's another hard fight down the road. Another mm. hard fight. You know, um, you've got Gary Russell Jr. There's yeah. a lot of, lot of good fighters there. And also... He's a free weight world champion. That's a lot of fights. There's a lot yeah. of wear and tear. There's a lot of injuries that a go lot of on. Money. There's a lot of in- he's made money. I mean, yeah. gosh, I remember one time when you're so right when they first started when Al Heyman first done the TV deal, the PBC deal. I remember he he boxed some guy that didn't even deserve to be in the ring with him, and they mm. said they gave him like something like one point two million dollars. Yeah, I was like, was well, so he's freeze. made money. He's made mm. money. That affects your desire. Mm. Yeah, when you've had all the injuries that he's had and, mm. you know, you know, he comes from really destitute beginnings. Yeah. He comes from really humble beginnings. Sometimes he might look at his bank account and just think, boy, it's hard. Boy, you can't day. wake up at 6am in silk pyjamas. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what. Well, we saw true. that with Madonna, right? After yeah. he got the Mayweather money, all of a sudden Mate. he's <laughs> Burger you know, King's all around. So You know, but you, if you look at Madonna's resume, he deserved it. You know, I, I, and I so did, does this guy. So I, does this guy. So, on both points. You know, it's a big, big fight. And then fight, and also, when you've been at that big stage, it's mm. hard to come back for an 8 or 10 rounder. We saw that with Duran yeah. after he got beat by Leonard. He tried to rebuild his career and he, he you know, oh, he struggled past Jimmy Batten and he got beat by Curtin and Lang mm. and Don King cussed him out of his office and Bob Arum signed him and then he got back on a winning trail for Pepino Cuevas and then he's back in a world mm. title winning fight against David Moore but it would have been easy in that little period to mm. just say you know what to hell with this man yeah. I made I made eight and a half million in the, in the no mass fight 
you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. fair yeah. point. I mean, for me, um, I think Frampton's going to win. Um, mm. I've potential late stoppage. I just think he's going to yeah. be too quick, too smart. Mm. When I look back at the first one, I felt that Frampton had his number. I mm. couldn't see what Cruz could do to really defeat him. Um, mm. He couldn't land shots every time he came forward. Frampton just took a step back mm. or he slipped and he countered in a body punching. I felt the power was with Frampton. Yeah, in the fight. I don't know never, what you know, for to step up to featherweight, to step yeah. up a weight, anytime you step up a yeah. weight and you look that strong, yeah. you look back at it, I know that the whole team, Frampton, they're going to go home, they're going to look at it and they're just psychologically, they're mm. just going to be in another place, especially Carl because he's yeah. the one taking the licks yeah. and he would just think, boy, if I've just gone up to there and I've mm. fought this really strong featherweight and yeah. I feel as good as number I do, one. Yeah, and I feel as good as I do, mm. what am I going to do to him in return? Yeah, you know, and that's why I think Frampton's going to be too strong because I think mm. now he's going to be much used to it. He came up for the first yeah. one we were a bit worried, is he going to be able to adjust? Is he going to mm. be able to cope? Last the later rounds and he, he was fine. Yeah, so definitely. This is what, I'm looking forward to it. It's going yeah. to be such a good fight because the styles do mess. Away. Yeah. And obviously on the undercards. Um, so did I get your, we said Frampton, Frampton, Frampton. So it's a full house. Everybody said Frampton. All right. <laughs> Shut up. That's perfect. Yeah. So, and on the undercard as well, we've got the return of Mikey Garcia. Mm. I'm probably going to butcher his name, but it's Zlat Cannon, yeah. who is the uh, title holder. Zlatikanin. Thank you, teacher. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about this fight and the return of Garcia? He's been out for a few years mm. with contractual problems. He came back he came back with a win, didn't he? Very uh, easy. Yeah, very easy though. win. And boy, that's like for me, in all honesty, that's like Ali coming against coming back against Jerry Quarry and then six months later fighting yeah. Joe Fraser. Okay. That's the equivalent. You know, I mean obviously he had the hard fight with Oscar Bonavina. Yes. But this is a hard fight for Garcia yeah. because he's a wonderful punch picker. Yeah. Really heavy handed. Yeah. I mean, Garcia's heavy handed as well. Um, Garcia's a tough fight. I mean, he's a t- stop, you know, stop Salido. You yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah he's a and, he, and, he and he's done it, And he's done it all with class. Yes. He's done it all with class. And, um, but the thing is, this this Zatikanin styles make fights, and this mm. is a tough fight because he can't let Zatikanin wing those shots over the top that he does. He's mm. very deceptive. Even when he's blocking up, he's watching you to look for a hard counter. Mm. He ain't into no flicky, flicky business. Mm. He's looking, like, as he's blocking up and he's taking a shot, he's catching and countering. Yeah. And those are hard swipes well, as Ricky Burns. Down, I was just going to say the hook for yeah. that knockdown yeah. Ricky Burns. Was, and we um, saw it powerful. against Redcatch. Yeah. And Redcatch is a good fighter. Yeah. And he obliterated him mm. but he's got that kind of Golovkin style where he marches you down mm-hmm. and we've got to see if that works against such a heavy handed guy yeah. I mean um, in Garcia heavy handed opponent in Garcia I'm really interested in seeing it because Gar- Garcia he does tend to fight at one height mm. um, a lot and as I said he can't let those shots come over the top I, I'm it's such a tough fight. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go for Garcia's class. Yeah. I'm going to go for Garcia's class. Yeah, and, and you guys, what, what, are you looking forward to this fight? You're going to stay up, Chris, and try and watch it? Yeah, I'll stay up. I'll stay up. I'll stay Sounds up. Good. For me, um, there's something I like about Garcia, and I think mm. what I like about him is his patience. Mm. He, has, he has this sort of patience where he will hurt you, but if he's not in a rush to get you out and out, mm. yeah. He will get you out down the line somewhere. Mm. At least mm. he he knows and he said, "Yeah, I've yeah. hurt you." Yes. So, yeah, I w- I've watched a, a bit of um, Garcia here and there, but I just I just like his, his patience, and I think with this guy, what's his name again? Latikane. Latikane. Yeah. I think he would just get him. But I've, like I said, I've watched as well a little bit of 
Zalati Kane. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that him? Um, I feel like his pressure is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think what the only thing about him is if Garcia hits him, mm. well, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Garcia, well, like, he's a very strong fighter. He's but got a good care ratio yeah, as well. Yeah. So. I think there's levels to it. I mm-hmm. think there's levels to it. Garcia's, 100%. I mean, um, Zlatikani's got 22 wins, 15 KOs. Yes. <coughs> only three men have gone the distance with Garcia. Mm. And he's taken that power up the weight. Oh, so yeah. this is the fight now. We, good fight as yeah. well. So this, but actually, this is the first time at lightweight mm. we're going to really see mm. as he's taking that power oh up to lightweight because mm. the last fight was nothing really I this agree. is the fight yeah. so there's still questions to be answered but mm. I've just got to go with Mikey's class because I've been a big fan of his and it's so sad that he had the uh, the, the legal dispute with um, yeah. Bob Aram and he was out for so long you know yeah. Yeah. so guys I'm going to go out to the phone line see we've got a couple of callers in um, thanks for being patient so we're going to open the lines and go out to 985 985 the floor is all yours hello who am I speaking hello. with Hello there, hello there, guys. Good evening. How you doing? Not too bad. Evening, How are we speaking? Who, who's speaking, please? This is Daniel Appiah. I'm from Northwest London. How you doing, Daniel? How you doing? So we're here. We've got some guests, but we're talking Brilliant. about we're talking about a couple of fights. So have you got a question or statement? I have. I've got a little question. Basically, this is something different from what you've been talking about. Just wanted to know how you guys feel about Adam Booth being Billy Joe Billy Joe Saunders' trainer. What do you think about that? Do you think that will improve his career or uh, what do you think? What's, All your right. opinion, what's your opinion on that? Caller, we're going to go to mute, but yeah, we're going to get some answers around the table quickly on that because that is boxing news um, and we discuss everything boxing news. So guys, what do you think about that? Booth, Isaac? Booth. Um, I think that's... Because uh, I've seen Billy Joel train out in MGM with... Um, oh, I forgot his trainer's name. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I saw them train together and stuff. And um, we'll all we'll all find out from uh, his first fight on the mm. Adam Beef because mm. Billy Joe is a good boxer, but yeah. he doesn't look like he Adam Beef trains explosive fighters. Mm. They will have that one style about them. I see when he's training Lucian Reed and mm. and Ryan Burnett and Charlie Edwards. As ever since they go with beef, they have this little funny style, yeah. explosive rate mm-hmm. to, to 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 trigger, mm. you know. And and Billy Joe looks like the type of lateral counter puncher, and mm. he's really good at what he does. So, would that benefit him having that explosiveness? Because mm. people, it depends how you want. He wants to carry it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm. So. It, you know, it's it could uh, be a good thing, but you think it's all about how we can adapt to the explosiveness mm, yeah. from from Booth, okay? Yeah, that sounds, sounds good. good. All right, so we're gonna go out to another caller. Mm. So you take this. Uh, it's another caller two six nine, two six nine. The floor is all yours. Hello, Hello. who are we speaking with? Hi, it's Jason, Hi. aka Powerplug. Hi, Jason. Wait, are you call- from last week? I did call him last week. Yeah. Perfect. Good. Good. Uh, good. Great show, guys. Um, Question or statement, Jason? So I was asked a question. Um, would Santa Cruz's dad, stroke trainer, um, having cancer, would you feel may perform better this time round with the rematch? All right. Thanks for that, Jason. We're going to hand that over to our panel, Combination. So what was his question? So the question, Santa do you Cruz think with... Yeah, do you think with Santa Cruz having his dad back in the corner and through the training camp, do you think that's going to make a difference or make him better? Do I think it can make a difference? Yes, slightly. But not not to say that's what's going to make him win, having his dad in the corner. I think it just adds a little bit more comfortability 
and more motivation. Yeah, he, his listening skills might be that much more better. Mm. He might listen to um, his corner that much more better. But in terms of when it comes to stepping in that square ring one on one, that's not going to do anything for him personally. <coughs> okay, no good. Thanks for that. And we're going to go out to another caller. So it's eight nine eight eight nine eight. The floor is all yours. Hello, who are we speaking with? And the system is hello. Hello? 898? You gone. You gone. All right, we're gone. We're moving on. You had your chance and it's and it's over. So guys, let's talk about uh, a bit about boxing news, what's been going on. Um I think probably where a big place to start um for me personally is the signing of Nicola Adams um as a pro mm. by Frank Warren. Mm. What do we think about that in terms of her becoming a professional now and signing on? And is it a, is it a strategic move to compete with Matchroom or is there actually genuine ambition to make her a pro and a champion um, I think it's a bit of both mm. I think it's yeah. a bit of both it's benefited her because obviously Frank's given her a good signing on fee he's given her the deal that she would want mm-hmm. um, she gets to challenge things so, I mean she gets to challenge herself again mm-hmm. after being the double Olympic champion and Frank gets to make another statement because he's got a couple of good fighters he's signed up a couple yeah. of them Is that Daniel Dubois Daniel Dubois Tony yeah. Yoka yeah. Yeah, no, France, so, um, Tony Yoka, yeah. Tony Yoka's got Tony Yoka now, so yeah, that's a yeah, good, yeah. That was a real big in catch. terms of the whole package as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he sent him out to train. He's gone with. He's training with Virgil Hunter, isn't he? That's it? what I believe. Yeah. So um, yeah, he's making he's making a statement. He, he was already made a big yeah. statement there in his heavyweight on, yeah. on the heavyweight. Um, so rankings, with Nicola so. Adams, yeah. you think it's a good thing? Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think. Um, you know, she's done everything that she could do, and it's an interesting story. She's a girl from home. Mm. Um, she's very marketable, very approachable. It's going to be a good story. It's going to be a very good story, providing she can get. You know, the only thing I say with the ladies' boxing, the, the standard is going up, mm. but we don't see that in the matchmaking as much as we should mm. do. The standard I know for because I watch it at grassroots mm. level. There's some serious fighters coming up. Good. Coming up through the rankings, um, Shannon Courtney, Lisa yeah. Moore, all these girls. There's some really good talents. Mm. Um, Lisa Whiteside, mm. um, Dave Ryan's sister, Sandy Ryan. There's some mm. good fighters. Mm. So, um, but what it is when they go pro, mm. they need to fight girls near enough their level yeah. because it just looks too one-sided yeah. if they're battering something yeah. that yeah. just can hardly hold yeah, its hands up right. just to get a win <laughs> yeah. and that tends to happen in the mm. ma- that's happening in the mailboxes as well as you well, know I've been yeah. to some shows down at your call and I'm thinking you know what what am I paying my money for <laughs> I've got some some Montenegrin yeah? yeah no disrespect I've got some Montenegrin mm. or whatever or Estonian mm. who's like 1 and 15 mm. against his up and coming Prospect, and that's fine. All right, that's his first fight. All right, I go back three months later. Mm. I've got another Estonian or whatever yeah. against this up and coming guy. Yeah. And I'm thinking, when is the up and coming guy's coach is going to start testing, testing this kid? Him. Yeah, you know, and Only when they do, oh, all of a sudden yeah. they pull out, all of a sudden they Shut. pull out. Yeah. So they all don't, the time. Yeah, yeah, it's happening all the time. There was a, yeah. there was, I'm not going to mention their names, but there was a big light middleweight fight mm. that I was really looking forward to uh, last year. Yeah. I tweeted, I said to one of them, I'm really looking forward to this fight. And one of them pulled out. You know I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And I expected him to pull out. Yeah. And it's so sad that I expected him to pull out and he didn't disappoint me because I thought to myself, you're there wearing your £400 shorts. Come on, mate. Let's start stepping up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Because Mm -hmm. Mickey Duff said to me, he said, Gary, 
I'll get you a certain amount of wins, mm. and then we're going to see if you can fight. Yeah. And I was like, right, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're all happy with the Nicola Adams, guys. What, what's your I take mean, on that? I think the Nicola Adams move is a good move for Frank. Mm-hmm. Mm. Definitely. It's a good move. And um, considering he's an old school promoter, mm. it's good for Nicola. Because um, like, the people in the street know her as well. Yeah, yeah. that's like, the well, main thing. She's marketable. Yeah, like what? Well, yeah, definitely. Mm. She's two-time Olympic champion, mm. and she's the first female. Yeah, but, well, um, like what Gary said as well. Is it a bit of competition, fifty-fifty? Because mm. the whole matchroom and box nation rivalry. Mm. Um, but then again, they're not in the same weight class. So yeah. It's a bit of both, but then they both want to show who's got the better female. Exactly, mm. sell seats. Uh, oh, don't get me wrong, company. Katie Taylor's way yeah. better. Oh, Katie no, she, Taylor's she is, way more exciting, yeah. way more exciting. But we need to see her in better. Mm. We need to see her against better yeah. opposition. But Nicholas, she's like a girl from home, isn't it? Yeah. She's like your sister kind mm. of thing. She's <laughs> just. It's just been an amazing story. Yeah, I mean. Story. Two-time Olympic champion, man. exactly. The whole public's behind her. I mean, yeah. for our listeners, as you can mm. see, we we talk about old boxing here. So for us, mm. we we want to really be talking about the women's games. Gary mm, has I'm just really dropped happy. some names. Yeah. So combination, you got some names you can try and chase to maybe get a fit on your management team. <laughs> you can sign them up. <laughs> so we're also looking in the news. Uh, Khan uh, yeah. Brook. We've heard that there was an issue with the split, seventy mm. thirty. That's the rumours. What do we think? crazy that's crazy that's crazy yeah i don't know um for me it's either amir he's just christing himself looking, out yeah, yeah literally or he's he just he's just saying that to think that kel brook is gonna say oh yeah um no i don't want it mm. but kel brook actually accepted it and said said whoever wins yes. takes the 70 percent. so he's mean. willing to take another that, risk yes so that's a that's a true champion. Yeah. A true champion takes risks. Yeah, Amir Khan. T- fair enough, he lost to Canelo, but we all knew we all knew that we was going to happen. Yeah, we I all mean, knew was got, that was going to happen. Yeah, if you look yeah, at yeah. Kell Brook's fight with Golovkin, mm-hmm. flipping out them first couple of rounds, I thought, yeah, whoa. But- as I, as, as I have to be saying, I was in the same. Whoa, I didn't think it was any different. I think yeah. both fights for me yeah. were. This just isn't feasible. These are yeah. just a guy, two guys just stepping way above their yeah, levels. Yeah, um, yeah. That was just me looking weight, out. There's weight divisions yeah. are for reasons. reasons yeah. right? And yeah. to jump from world top it's to middleweight. Yeah. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Yeah. You know, for yeah. me, it's dis- I mean, to the man, I mean, don't get me wrong, Eddie Earn done a great job selling this thing. Yeah. That man can sell, you know to what, fair, if he's an Arab, he can sell us Arabs. He can sell us anything. Because how he got people in the street I, you know what I went to the barbers and I had men who are fought new boxing yeah. trying to legitimize a Kelbrook win, win. Yeah. yeah and one of them man was Spencer Fierro <laughs> <laughs> I went in the time to talk podcast and we had it out yeah, I said no listen way. the truth we'll see everything will be revealed this yeah. you, you know you, uh, listen Floyd Mayweather's dad mm. when they mentioned Golovkin he said we ain't into fighting no monsters mm. yeah that's yeah. what this guy is at middleweight, you know. So, so with the Khan and Brook, clearly we think that Khan just Khan wanted it. he doesn't want the fight, does he? He, he doesn't it. want the fight. I don't know what he wants now because I think it's who, just to stay in the public eye. Yeah, yeah. who, who keep him relevant? Because the welterweights yeah. and light middleweights, there's some tough, there's tough, tough fighters out there. Yeah, some good fighters. They are arguably the two most talent laden yeah. divisions yeah. now. That division, you know, and. Um, 
you know, you got Keith Thurman fighting Garcia. We saw what Garcia done to him. Yeah. You know, Keith I mean, he, it punch out. Calm versus Pacquiao. Is that a fight maybe he should have chased instead of... I think he was chasing it, yeah. wasn't he? He mm-hmm. was chasing it. Um, you know, they thought they could, you know, I mean, Pacquiao's getting... I mean, that's the fight. I mean, if there's a fight out there for him now... I think it's... Realistically that. Yeah. Um, he, the Terence Crawford's not going to happen because he's with Bob Arum. Yeah. Um, you're realistically looking at Al Heyman fighters. So you're looking at Keith Furman. Yeah. You look at Keith Furman or Errol Spence. And he, he's yeah, not going. He's yeah. not going nowhere near Errol. We ain't even fighting no monsters. <laughs> yeah. no, no, I mean, no, even no. Timothy Bradley would have been a good fight for yeah. Khan. You know, yeah. just to maybe you know two guys that. Yeah. I think Timothy Bradley's really good, but you know he's not maybe not world class. So two guys that well, could he have was, been potentially he evenly was. matched. He was at one point, he was, yeah, at one point, he is, yeah, at one point, at one point, and still now, there's not much about the fight game that Tim Bradley don't know. You know, I know. There's but not much about. The, listen, it, not many men can come to this country and yeah. school Junior Witter, a Junior Witter at their yeah. peak. Yeah. yeah, he didn't just beat him; he schooled him. Yeah, yeah, in every department. Fighting, boxing on the outside, he can fight. Mm. You know whether he can still World do class. that is another thing. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Tim Bradley. Yeah. yeah, are you for real? Yeah, I can't even believe you. <laughs> for me, things just below. Just, just no way. Bro. Podcast fans, yeah. just picture me sulking now. Right? Just, just picture me sulking because I am. Now. I can't. Even but that would have been a good fight for Khan. Ultimately. Yes, that would have been a good fight. Good fight. Very he could have sold it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this whole A side, B side between Khan and Brook. Who is who do you see as being the A side? Khan. Yeah, um, nothing's mm. gone because he's he's achieved a lot more. Mm. Yeah. He's won more. T- he's been in the game a lot more. Broke. Um, he won his first title against um, Sean Porter, mm. and, and that was debatable. Very very close. Yeah, very yeah. very close. So he's not really. He's not really for me personally. He's not really proved it. Do you, mm. what do you think? Do you think he's really proved himself at welterweight? Um. Oh yeah, I forgot he had them defenses against Gavin. That's why I ask you guys again, do you think he's proved himself at welterweight? No. 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 So he gets this fight at middleweight and he's made a name for himself with, with a wonderful effort, wonderfully yeah. brave effort. He'll prove himself against Errol Spence. That's what I'm saying. That me I said. Yeah, but he's a fight. Do you and not think that he's avoiding Errol Spence in um, a way because his team is saying he needs to go up to 154. Yeah. He's trying to say he wants to keep at 147. Well, if he wants to stay at 147 then he's got to fight Errol Spence Jr. Because yeah. last that's time his that was number one contender. That is his and mandatory. The IBF do not... One thing I love about the IBF, I love take, many things about the IBF, they don't yeah. have no stupid interim titles for yeah. one. And when you've got a mandatory defence coming up, you best defend it because they'll yeah. take it off you. Yeah. They will strip you. Straight. So And yeah. he was so but my point is he was so quick to defend against Bizier and Jojo mm. and now we've got Errol Spence and he's been delayed. So this mm. is I think he's had two extensions mm-hmm. to actually and that make the fight. So it's kind of a weird thing that he's avoiding Spence mm-hmm. wants the calm fight for the yeah. big money to get to move up. Because it, yeah. It's, but, you know, they're all doing it. He took, he fought Golovkin for mm. big money, right? Yeah. You lose to Golovkin, you go back to work weight or light middleweight, but you've got your Golovkin pension. Yes. Yeah? Khan goes and fights Canelo. Yep. You get Bruck up. You got your you got your Canelo pension, so yeah. you can still go back down and fight. And that's what they're doing at the moment. Yeah. I call it the Khan template. Once <laughs> once it's the template. Once they announced that for, once I heard about Brook versus Golovkin, I thought, yeah, mm-hmm. mate. Eddie's just gone to him, you know what? He's made all that money. Yeah. We can make this money. <laughs> and you don't lose your title. Yeah. 
you know, it's good business. That's a good excuse as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. we went up two weights. Yeah, we went up yeah. two weights, you know. But fair play to him, he did it because there must have been a time when he got in that ring and just thought, what have I done? That yeah. first body shot. And it's know. fight or flight. Mm, and yeah. I'd take my hat off to him, the first body shot, yeah. Oh, Listen, so that you can see. when I heard that boy, when I heard that Golovkin's punches on the pads in yeah. the... In the Covent Garden, in, in, right? In the Covent Garden. Yeah. I heard that down by Westminster Bridge. I was like, <laughs> that must be Golovkin punching. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So, Khan versus Brook, if we do get to see that fight, who wins? Boy. You know, Khan got a, like, a, he's a bit chinny, but mm. his resilience is very, mm. like, he gets yeah. back to normal pretty quickly. Mm. So, we'll get buzzed, boom, yeah, then he'll come back he's straight right. away. It's funny. So, he, it's weird, like. Mm. For me, for me, I think. Uh, Brook just knocks him out yeah. in, a, I'll say, <laughs> six, seven rounds. Really? Because you think about it as well, Brook is 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 a very skillful fighter mm-hmm. as well. But then again, I, f- I think we might see a different card since he's been knocked out by Canelo. In so, what way? More timid or more aggressive in his approach? I, I wouldn't say more aggressive. I would mm. say more timid. But yeah. has Khan faced... Has, has Brook faced anyone as fast this as Khan? That's I'm what I'm asking. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Has he got no that timing? Yeah. That's the, the talent, question. The question. talent is definitely there. Mm. But I have to say, I've been underwhelmed since he boxed Ricky Atten's brother. Mm. I think right. there's never been a fight where I thought he's fought somebody mm. of his level or above mm. and he's outclassed them. I mean, the Porter win was a great win because it was yes. a tough fight against a tough fighter. The Porter we saw against Furman is better now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Porter we saw against Furman. But nevertheless, he had to go to America and do it. But he's never, either side of that, he's never really, I mean, he struggled with Carson Jones. Carson Jones, he's not even a sparring partner no, in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah? He's not even a sparring partner in America, so. Yeah, um, yeah, so uh, in terms of uh, the cons, so you're saying Brooke, Isaac saying. Listen, I think I think that fight could be like um, when Khan fought Devil Alexander, just mm. just in his face, and he mm. won't know what to do. And just too fast. Has Brooke got the timing of Danny Garcia? Mm. Danny Garcia got some serious yeah, timing, yeah, you know. Yeah, like yeah. he could, nah, mate. It's like ta- Danny Garcia is the type. Danny Garcia is the type, yeah, mm. that can. Like, I think you call it in boxing terms, threading the needle. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're punching, he can punch just just right to slip out of your punch, but bring his own one on top of it as mm-hmm. well. Do you know what I mean? So if can he do those things in the heat of the moment? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the little important stuff you know, that you yeah. got to see. Okay, okay. That's good. So, Gary, you haven't said who you think would win if that if this fight if was happens. Yeah. I would go... Khan's speed versus Brooks' power. Yeah. And everybody thinks because Khan's chinny, he's going to go. I know. Mm. I'm going Khan. Yeah. yeah. I'm going Khan. Fast hands Khan. <laughs> Just keeps, you know, keeps pop, 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 Because he pop, don't pop. really get tired like that. No, mm. he don't. You know, and, let, no. and think all his loss. No, not and all Brooks his Brooks not a concussion. Let's, let's, you know, that's the number one thing we need to remember. Brook is very good, but he's not a concussive hitter. You know, he's not a one-punch model, you know. He's, a, he's, a, a, he, he's got to land consistently to get you out of there. Mm. And, you know, I can see him calm negating that. I can see him calm negating that. Yeah. You know? 
Okay, and who's, who's he training with at the moment? Still, is it still Virgil Hunter? Yeah, still it's still with Virgil Hunter. Yeah, yeah, you see how yeah. he was different. He's, he's, yeah, he's always yeah, yeah. there. I mean, so, you saw that his, yeah. the, the, his first fight mm. was with, against Devin Alexander yeah. with Virgil Hunter, and he was mm. it was a marked improvement mm. in terms mm-hmm. of his style mm. and his uh, ability to just keep the and punches going. But the only thing we really need to remember is that Canelo didn't just beat him with being Canelo heavy in weight he beat him on skill yeah. Yeah. He, set him up. he set him up set him up he yeah. kept so, dipping his right he yeah. kept dipping his yeah. left shoulder yeah. he kept dipping it yeah. and, and then, then he bang. saw yeah. he, was, he was stopping for that and fraction Khan's got that thing where they, they throw the one two and then they finish with a jab mm-hmm. he does that one two then he finishes with a jab or he does a one two double jab but this time he did the one two and nothing came out and he was doing the, it was almost like a deflective blow mm-hmm. which Canelo kept fainting him into so he kept just putting his arm out and I always say listen your hands should not leave the side of your head mm-hmm. unless you're punching or you defend yourself yeah. so you, you know it's, sometimes it's that simple so just going back to the Frank Warren obviously we spoke about Nicola Adams um, mm. that was a massive press conference that they mm. did you know we saw Bradley Skeet was there Liam Smith mm. How are, you, are you excited for what Frank Williams bringing to the game of boxing now in terms of his schedule? He's, I think yeah. he's got schedule packed up until it's about twenty one. Yeah, about yeah. twenty one. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with it. I'm, I think um, the game needs. You know, I I love what Eddie Hearn's done with Matchroom. Mm-hmm. You know, on the nights on Matchroom nights, their events, mm. their own, there are their own little mini events, and that's even apart from the big pay per view nights. Mm. Um, great atmosphere. He's brought. He's got. Uh, he's he's moved with the times quick. He's on Twitter. Mm. Frank's slowly moving that way, getting mm. onto Twitter, getting onto Facebook, getting himself out <coughs> there. But Frank's old school. It's about his stable, and mm. his stable has already in just under over two weeks got strong. Yeah, you know there'll be a lot of interest in Dubois. Mm. Um, there'll be a lot of interest, obviously, in Nicola, Bradley Skeets moving on to bigger and better things. He yeah. could fight for a world title. The Liam Williams, Liam Smith yeah. clash will yeah. be amazing. That'd be a good British class. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I'm happy. I'm happy that. You've got Flanagan as well. He's got yeah, a Yeah. Terry Flanagan. Well. Yeah. He's one of them. Up. Is it Petrov or is his opponent? Yeah. 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 Um, but Terry Flanagan's a good fighter. Oh, yeah. No. He's a good, good fighter. I'd like to see him versus Luke Campbell, but obviously it'll keep them apart for yeah, a while, for you know? Yeah. So, who are you guys looking at in the scene in terms of fights? Is there anybody that excites you? You, you make sure you stay awake to watch their fights or you go and check them in local halls anybody up and coming mm, Andre Ward Andre yeah, Ward's the man yeah. 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 simply yeah. because of yeah. how he conducts himself outside mm. the ring mm-hmm. you know he's he's a dedicated athlete like you know the, the, the type of boxers that are really going far these days are the ones that that make training camp their life mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. someone like Anthony Joshua his muscles are always engaged yeah. you know you don't have to re-engage your muscles every time there's a fight coming up because yeah. he's always there it's yeah. always yeah, they like to train yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. the type of that's the type of mindset and mentality you have to have mm. if you want to reach you know very far in this sport S- you know speaking mm. of Anthony he was in the gym the other day and you you, hear, you said the same thing I, was, I had a client in the gym at like me and Tristan were sparring at about 9 o'clock Anthony came in for a shoot and before the shoot he came down to the gym because he's having a look at his ambassador he wanted to see the finished article and he saw these bags and he's talking to us. He goes, yeah, these bags are nice. And he was talking about boxing. And while he was talking, he's hitting the bag. Yeah, just like boom, boom, boom. Then I went up like two or three hours later and he had a couple of his mates around him and they were talking again. And my boy just picked up a dumbbell absentmindedly <laughs> and was just like curling this big flipping 40 kilo dumbbell like it weren't nothing yeah. and I'm like oh always my on god it. he's just on it he's, he's always just on it. it it is his life it is his life and 
And is that good inspiration yeah. for you guys coming through the ranks to yeah. see somebody like that and obviously he's getting the fruits of his labour? 100%. Mm. Uh, obviously, because I was uh, with Team GB up in Sheffield, I used mm. to see a lot of these training. And I used to like just, um, after my sparring sessions, I used to like just chilling and just watching just to see what he does and how he mm. how he is with training. And he, yeah. always, he always goes to do the extra work after mm. so you get Rob saying yeah no that's it Josh you're done you're done mm. but he's always doing something going doing pull ups or whatever so it's always good to see the extra bits he does as well good you know? good good yeah, yeah, so yeah. guys we're going to start wrapping up now uh, towards we're near the end of the show um, so guest Chris Combo Isaac thanks for coming on before we go okay. do you guys want to just give out your social medias your Twitter handles yeah Chris um, uh, you can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at Two Slick Chris, and obviously I'm on Facebook, um, Chris Congo. So yeah, do you have tickets for the fight coming I up? I still got tickets for the fight, so make please sure you hit make sure up. you hit me up. I'll be around with my team, Combo Nation, and I'll be around with Whole Nine Management as well because I'm 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 um, I'm under con- uh, Whole Nine Management. I'm okay. under Whole Nine Management as well. So yeah. They're literally doing a running around as well for me and just helping me out in bits that I need, which is so good because all I've done this camp literally is just training. Good. So and don't have the yeah, stress of running around. Don't have the stress of running oh, around. I'm usually I'm usually the local guy, so for yeah. me is the people that want tickets, they just come to my house. Mm. They know they know I'm there. So mm. yeah, this weekend uh, I'm around with tickets. And no opponent as yet. No opponent as no yet. No opponent as yet. Mm. So, so you both not. You both waiting. haven't got opponents yet. No. My one yeah. is nearly. Well, I'm, I'm just gonna have to wait. It must be harder for you, having you know the. I mean, who who, who bloody hell wins a fight with one one arm? <laughs> Who is a fight with one arm? Yeah, I don't people fight are like, him. people are like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> you know, you know yeah. what was so funny about that fight is when the shoulder came out, I thought, oh my god, no! Yeah, like, and then you see, you see, Wadi Camacho has his hands up, going, yeah, yeah, it's about time. But boy, it wasn't over. You broke it his heart. Over that round, you broke his heart. Right. If you want it bad enough, yeah, you have yeah, to go yeah, and get it. Yeah. Mm. If you yeah. want it bad enough, it like it, it was either. That pain of thirty minutes of pain, mm. how much longer ten rounds? Yeah, but mm. or a lifetime of regret. Mm. Like you're in that ring for a small amount of time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So just go in there and do the best that you can do. Yeah. And all my people were there, but so many people yeah, screaming and stuff. Grand so I thought, you know what? Today is a good day to just yeah. let it all mm. go. If I die, I die. Whatever happens, yeah. happens. But I'm going in. Yeah. Doing the best. He's gonna know he's earned it. If he yeah. beats, he's gonna know he's earned it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Excellent. And combination. You want to give out your social medias? Yeah, it's combo with a K underscore C N one on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow us all at Combo Nation Pro, and that's on Twitter, Insta, and Facebook. Wicked. Oh, Isaac. Um, my Instagram. Um, my Instagram is Chamberlain underscore, and um, my Twitter handle is. Uh, capital I, capital C, Chamberlain underscore. Wicked. Or you just type my name in on the search. And Gary, your uh, your Twitter? 
<laughs> you need to get more abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Gary Logan sixty eight and my Instagram is yeah. Gary Shogun sixty eight. I remember my Instagram this week. Yeah, well, guys, I you had Instagram. That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. He's had it for a while. I've, I've done, a, I've done another picture. Yeah. So I've done fourteen <laughs> pictures in two years. That's so my claim. We're, we're done for the year with pictures for Gary. <laughs> so guys, thanks for listening again. So our social media is uh, Raps on TV. That's on Instagram. That's on Facebook, and that's on Twitter. Don't forget the YouTube, iTunes as well. Download, subscribe, keep supporting. We're here every week to bring you the latest in boxing news and bring you the best boxing guests to interact with. Thank you very much. All the best and have a great weekend. 